Yesterday, I asked today's guest, Alex Kruger, what we should talk about on today's show. And he simply said, uh, for people who are waiting to buy the dip, good luck. And if you're waiting to buy the Bitcoin dip, especially as we were doing that yesterday, you've seen that it just keeps grinding up. When Bitcoin goes into a bull market, you rarely get that exact dip that you want to buy. And that seems to be the case right now. I'm going to discuss that and much more with one of your favorite guests, Alex Kruger. And of course, Dan from the Chart Guys on the back half, who I'm sure is also intently looking at these charts right now. You guys don't want to miss this one. It's going to be awesome. Let's go. Let's go. What is up, everybody? I'm Scott Melker, also known as the Wolf of All Streets. Before we get started, please subscribe to the channel and hit that like button. Now, on Mondays, we are super bearish. We have, obviously, James Lavish and, and Mike McGloom, excuse me, Mike McGlone, uh, Dave Weisberger talking about the Great Depression that is yet to come. Not saying that it won't necessarily happen, but we also have some people who are willing to go out on a limb and say, uh, we're in a bull market, right? And uh, I can actually recall not that long ago, I think Alex Kruger came on a Macro Monday with that group and basically argued the bullish point and has been proven quite right for quite a long time since that happened. I'm going to go ahead and bring on Alex right now. How are you, man? Uh, morning, everyone. I'm good. You? I, I'm I, hard to be uh, too upset when the market is moving like this, right? Has anything here surprised you as of yet sitting here? 37, I haven't even looked right now, $37,216 Bitcoin. Uh, actually, uh, no. I mean, yeah. no, no, no. This is playing on as, as, uh, as I thought it would. Uh, the only thing actually surprised me a bit is, is ETH uh, uh, lagging this much. I thought by now it would be, uh, would be bottoming, but, but that aside... Uh, uh, no, and I'm, I'm gonna say actually something else, which is uh, my, uh, you know, we may be fine, but a very large number of people in, in crypto are not because they are not long, they're, they're severely underexposed. So yeah, there's a lot of people out there that are not actually having a good time right now. But that, right, that's what happens in these markets. I mean, that's literally why yeah. you up with the title, right? Waiting to buy the Bitcoin dip, good luck. So they've been, there's a few reasons that would happen. A, disbelief, right? The, the same thing that ends up driving these markets that keeps prices going up. They didn't believe it at any point. Now they're waiting for the dip. Eventually they continue to buy higher, prices go up. But I think there's another kind of sadder story to what you just talked about. I think there's a lot of people actually who would want to be long and just haven't gotten their money back from an FTX or a Celsius or a BlockFi or something like that, who literally got washed out at the bottom of the market, not because the value went down, but because they literally lost their money. So I think there's a lot of people that would want to be long right now and are still just waiting for the capital to do so. You know, I, I would argue the opposite right now. It's it's uh, uh, this move, basically, we saw that 47 means that uh, quite likely every FTX credit or at least FTX, right? Uh, they're going to get all their money back uh, and... Uh, that they're, they're, they're going to get a dollar on the cent. So this, this is really, really good for them and for crypto in general. Oh, I agree with that. I'm just saying they can't buy right now. You know, like there oh, yeah. a lot of those people who have, they, they, we're talking about the large hedge funds, institutions that were actually trading on FTX who would have been buying $20,000 Bitcoin, $25,000 Bitcoin, 
they'll finally get uh, their money back when it's 50,000. <laughs> and they will get yeah. more money back, but they won't be holding the actual crypto assets. But I agree with you. Well, the, 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 yeah, no. it looks good the, for them with uh, Anthropic and Solana and all these assets blasting off. It was people like me who were Voyager creditors who got fucked because Voyager liquidated oh, yeah. at the bottom of the market. <laughs> yeah. Well, the good thing for them is that they can't take profits right now. You know, <laughs> so yeah, it's like the Mt. Gox people. Like your yeah. your Bitcoin's only gone up. So even though you're getting a fraction back, the higher it goes, the better it is. So listen, but you've been, I, I can't remember the last time I spoke to you where you were particularly bearish. You know, um, I, I think that since really the lows of everything, you've kind of sustained your bullish outlook. Uh, why is that, and what would change it? It's uh, basically the, the, the point is uh, usually markets bottom very, very, very fast. That's just the way markets are. So by the time everybody starts speaking about it, it's you're usually late. So it's uh, we can go look through, go, look back through history and every single one, no exceptions, actually, every single big move down, every, every single big crisis, the market usually adjusts between like one to three months. That's what happened last time. We adjusted basically it was a little bit longer. I mean, the, the move. Uh, the 2022 move started in in January uh, with the FOMC. Actually, was was the uh, with the FOMC minutes uh, in uh, in uh, mid January. But basically, uh, June 10th to June 22nd, we bottomed. Um, it, it's been uh, that's that's basically it. It's like by the time everybody's speaking about it, you are too late. Yeah, that was that. That was sort of right. We obviously bottomed last year, as you talked about. Had FOMC. I can just pull up a chart, like kind of back here where we really, really bottomed and can broke out. And then to me, the end of the quote unquote bear market, if you were doing it technically, it was exactly where you just said, sort of this March, and then the bottoming back to twenty five thousand. And now it's the last time we were at twenty thirty seven. We just hit thirty seven seven hundred while we've been talking. And for me, this is like this has always been the major target is this area kind of between 37.5 and 40,000. You look over here, that was where we really dropped off. So now I think it starts to get a lot more interesting, actually. But this is a lot of the people who are even bullish now are kind of starting to hit the target. So you think we actually do maybe get a dip uh, for people to buy? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, I, I think we may see like, like right now it's, uh, let's put it this way, uh, uh, sub 30. To see sub 30, which is a lot of people were, were looking for, uh, we actually need uh, an ETF denial. So if we see sub 30, you actually you do not want to long that because it means we, 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 we're getting no ETF. And we're getting no ETF, probability looks like uh, sub uh, sub 10% of this happening, like yeah. say, you know, 5 to 10%. But if that happens, we are going to be, we, we, what, what the way markets usually work is, they reverse the entire move and they overshoot. That's just the way it works. So if we get a denial, it would make sense to, BT, to for Bitcoin to drop down to say 22 to 24. So if we see sub 30 means something is very, very, very wrong and uh, you don't wanna be logging that. Um, yeah, I, t I totally uh, agree with that yeah. assessment. I would even say 31-ish, but yeah, 30. Uh, yeah, looking at the chart, I'd say that uh, you know, for me, to, a correction that, that that could make sense at some point is uh, uh, somewhere around like no more than upper thirty twos, maybe yeah, right. mid thirty mid mid thirty twos at best. Um, yeah. And I'd be actually very very surprised to see that. And it's like uh, I don't want to get into futurology, but yeah, it may happen. But in the short time, I'm, I'm not even thinking about it. 
we are reaching the first point uh, for uh, basically uh, profit taking, which is 38K uh, in my book. Yeah. Um, um, it's the thing with these moves is like you only want to really take profit if you are long enough. So uh, um, it just keeps on running, you know, and, and, yeah. and good luck with that. But yeah, not not even specifically to Bitcoin, though. So we have the ETF news, which I think has been driving this Bitcoin rally, which has been disproportionately large to other markets. But everything else has been going up as well. And when I said to you, hey, should I make the title waiting to buy the Bitcoin dip? You said just waiting to buy the dip. It applies to stocks. It applies to bonds. It applies to, to metals. It applies to Bitcoin. It applies to everything, right? So this isn't just, even though we do have sort of this ETF narrative happening in Bitcoin, you're still bullish everything. Uh, I am. Um, uh, where I see we just uh, bought them last week on, uh, early last week, we bought them on bonds. Then, then equities, basically, we had uh, the, the key events that basically like shaped up where we are at right now, aside of Bitcoin, uh, is we had uh, basically uh, uh, the treasury funding and uh, the treasury basically reducing the supply. They're doing a different tranches on the long end of the curve. That basically, uh, how to put it, that that fully reversed the trend on bonds. So I'm... I'm very confident the bottom in bonds is in. Yeah, by the um, way, this is I people have asked me, but TLT, which I was buying around 83, 84, is my biggest position outside of crypto right now. Long TLT. That's so amazing. I, 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 yeah. I agree with you. <laughs> and there's something else on TLT that people often forgets about. It's not just a it's not just another ETF, has has carry, right? You so you you're getting a five X percent uh, coupon paid uh on a biannual basis. So um, you, even the, the TLT can continue dropping. Uh, I mean, bonds can continue, yields can continue higher quite a bit more, and you're still going to break even, even, even like, you know, excuse me, my French, but even if shit hits the, the fan, you'll still break even. And if real shit hits the fan, what happens is you have a major safe haven bid on bonds, basically, and, and you, you, it's, it's a good bet still. Yeah, um, I mean, for me, this is, accumulate. yeah, I was going to say for me, TLT here was uh, insane, irrational, like <laughs> selling at the end. It looked like capitulation, historically high volume. And I, I know, you know, I talked to Gareth Soloway, like he's day trading this. I'm, this is a TLT position I'm looking to hold for a very, very long time and add to, as you said. I just think yep. this is this is like one of those, you know, this is one of those massive positions that if we're even close to a yield top, I'll just be able to ride for a very long time. So that that was my bet as well that you just described. But so listen, if yields are topping, I mean, do you think that there's going to be a dip in anything? Do you think there's bear markets over? I mean, you know, I, we come on here, as I said, on Mondays and, and McGlone points out very legitimate fundamental cracks in the actual economy. Forget the market and thinks we're going into another Great Depression. Is it just... I mean, is it just well, irrational that, at this that, point? That's the thing. That's uh, like we've discussed it with Mike live in your show uh, a couple of times in yeah. I don't know in the, in the last uh, um, year, right? And uh, the thing is, economy is actually what what he's relaying, or or that point of view, not not to, to name someone, that point of view which is quite widespread, is being uh, very widespread and very uh, very widespread uh, from basically analysts, traders, uh, portfolio managers is these real concerns about the economy that, that sadly for them, it's actually, they're, they're, in a way, they're right. Uh, 
that makes it even more difficult to basically take a step aside and and a focus on the chart and then then b focus on actually what's priced in and and we literally priced in the worst of the worst since uh mid last year that's that's the point and the economy is not that bad actually the economy even even was extremely strong in q3 and uh the concern uh, um actually for 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 me it's been actually not the economy doing that poorly but but the economy actually overheating uh into q4 and basically driving the fed to actually not just give us another hike but give us another like you know four hikes uh that was my concern um but but that being said it's like this this is very interesting we're entering what what uh, many people in markets call goldilocks uh which uh economy is basically called the soft landing right it's uh, we have an economy that it remains strong a u.s economy yet is definitely cooling which is what we want to see and yeah commercial real estate could completely collapse but not too much because there is a lot of money out there and there is a lot of people who want to buy the deep and everything including commercial real estate like if you're a distressed guy actually you you right now you want to be looking at commercial real estate if you're not a distressed guy you're looking at at, uh, at equity beta you're looking at tech stocks or you're looking at uh i don't know there are so many things to buy right now that look attractive in the us uh you look abroad you look at the state at, at europe but europe is a mess and uh, you look at china and uh, well china is not a place i would like to to invest myself um um yeah yeah i mean where, where else are you gonna put money except the us uh, i even you, you hear now people talking about the destruction of san francisco real estate as the greatest example of all this downtrend in commercial real estate people are starting to buy for effectively pennies on the dollar already right so to your point yeah. I, all, all the people i know who made the most money in the great uh recession just people i personally know are all the ones who invested in real estate or had some sort of real estate scheme in miami between 2008 and 2012. <laughs> oh yeah uh, yeah I, I yeah i i i wish i was one of those yeah i have friends that were like buying real estate in, in that uh in 08. Yeah. yeah, and like they made insane money with all these tricks I'd never heard of, or just by simply buying something and being up twice as much in two years. So I, I, I'm tending to agree with you. I just it, it's very hard intellectually for me to think that the Fed has done a good job. <laughs> I mean, do you think that we really just get this full on soft landing? We move on and and everything's fine. I mean, I jobs see. came in today. I think it was two seventeen yeah. versus two eighteen expected. Complete nothing burger. No reason to believe that. Things are broken. By any metric, the economy is actually pretty strong and overheated, as you said. Yep. Um, yeah, that, that, that's an interesting point because actually the Fed has been right on, uh, extremely right on for for uh, since they flipped, right? Um, but they were horribly wrong before. So it, it's it's kind of like hard to horribly. I mean, the, the whole mess we're in right now is is their fault, one hundred percent or ninety nine percent. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can give them COVID as the other 1% uh, for why they irrationally acted, but I agree. So what do you make then of the altcoin market right now? You talked about how ETH has uh, surprisingly underperformed. I think, obviously, Bitcoin dominance is still very high, but there are some select coins outside of ETH and the rest of the altcoin market that have just pulled absolutely monster moves. Obviously, Solana, Link, 
near injective. There's a lot of coins that are smashing Bitcoin right now, which yep. is rare to see when Bitcoin dominance has gone this high. Why do you think that is? Yeah, uh, it's uh, market being underexposed. That's it. I mean, I like Sol. I like uh, 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 Worldcoin. I like uh, Link. I like Ton. There's there's quite a few I like. And um, to be honest, I wish I had more. <laughs> yeah, can you tell me about you know, Ton? By know. the way, you just mentioned it. I literally had never really heard of it. I saw it all over Twitter. I looked at the chart this morning. I put it in my newsletter, which I never <laughs> do. I was like, I don't even know what this thing is, but it looks like it's ready to go into price discovery. So I only like it above that kind of all-time high, but this is not something I'd ever looked at. You just mentioned it and said you like it. So, Yeah, the thing about Ton is that it's been uh, very interestingly completely off the radar of crypto Twitter and, and, people in and, and crypto people in general. It's a massive coin as uh, the backing. It's not uh, directly linked anymore with Telegram, but it has the backing of Telegram. Uh, they're working together. And uh, they have an integrated wallet on on, on Telegram, and uh, it's just something that that makes sense. Uh, I got into it basically in uh, June, um, June July, um, and uh, was just by talking to people. Right, it, it it just came into my radar by 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 you know going around and talking to people and. Uh, um, I don't follow it that much. I have a position. I follow the chart more than anything. There's, there's uh, as you know, we have sometimes information overload, so we need to filter out uh, what we read and what we don't. But uh, it's, uh, it's, it's one of my my coins. But do you think that you know ETH is underperforming now? My feeling is that ETH is going to rage. It just hasn't yet, personally. But I'm seeing a lot of people say that ETH, you know, Solana will be the narrative of this cycle or other layer ones. And we had the ETH cycle last time. I mean, do you think that these coins are somewhat replacing the ETH narrative? Or do you think that yet again, we're just sort of panicking because it hasn't happened yet? I think ETH, uh, I wonder how you see this. Uh, for me, ETH, the thing is, it's, uh, it's, it's been trading. And the way we mostly manage ETH is our ETH exposure is, is a Bitcoin alternative. Uh, it's not an R alternative. It's not a sole alternative. It's not a sole competitor. It's on its own category, uh, in between alts and Bitcoin, and and it's more of more of a it's more of a Bitcoin play than it's a large cap, right? So it's yeah. it's uh, the market's been waiting basically for the ETF news um, to to turn it around and then rage. Uh, but what I said was what was surprising is actually underperformance is makes sense but this level of up underperformance that's that sort of surprised me and uh, i basically thought when was it two weeks ago uh seven yes. um the 20 23rd actually i thought like you know that that it bottomed on the 23rd it, i may still be right there now. but uh yeah. uh i maybe you know you know looks like i'm gonna be wrong yeah i'll give you the uh i'll give you the flip flip argument because I'm pretty bullish on it kind of in this area. This is on the ETH Bitcoin pair. It's only been oversold four times. It's there. It's now forming bullish divergence there for anyone who likes that. And I think it's just consolidating here. And then you look at the USD pair, and even though it's underperforming, you still have higher lows consolidating into a flat top here. I think once it blasts through, if it can push through, even if it's lagging massively, if it can push through that kind of 2000 area, I think the interest comes back. Also, we just have like, it feels like we have that irrational Ethereum's dead. The merge failed. Why didn't we see the moves? I just think the narrative has turned against it so massively. It reminds me of Tesla at 180 or Bitcoin at 4,000. It just feels that way. I, on one hand, I agree. On on the other, I think that uh, ETH uh, 
I mean, the market's been telling us that ETH is overwhelmed uh, among crypto natives. Um, that's that's a thing. But I, I completely agree. The chart is an absolute absolute beauty, and uh, I mean, it would makes it makes sense. No, it would it does make sense that as soon as, as soon as ETF goes through, attention shifts to the next ETF, which is going to be ETH. Uh, that, that was the, um, yeah. it, it is ETH. It's not it's not Sol. It's not uh, helium. You know, it's not Curve. It's ETH. So yeah. uh, you know, it it does make sense for it to really really catch a fire uh, soon. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, is there is there anything else that you're specifically looking at? Uh, I mean, at all, literally in any market at this point. But uh, you know, I, I like the idea of Goldilocks. But the idea of Goldilocks generally means that you exit that zone at some point, right? <laughs> I mean, this really yeah. has been a uh, you know lightning in a bottle right now. Can't last forever. Yeah, I th actually, I think I think we're running into year end. Uh, it, it it has legs. Like I'm not looking. I'm looking to take uh, like like we're reaching our, my first level, which is 38 uh, on Bitcoin 38. Why 38? Because it's basically it's the Luna level. Like, yeah, as you pointed out in the chart, right? It's yeah. that's where we broke down and every, and hell broke loose. Is 38. So basically, the way the, the way uh, uh, charts work and trading works is we have like kind of like an air pocket. Uh, in between 38 and, and, and 30, right? So we get in there. The next one is 42. Um, that being said, it's like like right now I have z absolutely zero interest in uh, hedging. Uh, basically taking minimal profits. It's remaining uh, like long at all times, above 100%. Uh, and um, what I'm like, I it's kind of like, well, it's I, I don't want to how to put it uh, be. Uh, um, arrogant here, or I can't find the right word, but like what I'm really looking for, like if it co co keeps on going up, I'll be very happy. And if we get a flash, uh, what I'm looking to do on a flash is basically reshuffle uh, Bitcoin and ETH into altcoins, basically. Yeah. When I get more exposure. So you're looking for more exposure to altcoins here. You think that Bitcoin yeah. dominance is somewhat topping here. I, by the way, I also tend to agree with that. So uh, we're 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 in line, but uh, something just feels different right now. Even at this part of the four year cycle, you never really generally see this kind of strength. I think that you know we're getting real adoption here and real new money flowing in. And listen, we went from 15 to 20, 20 to 25, 25 to 31. Altcoins did jack shit. Right. It took really getting to 35 to give that confidence that, holy crap, like this is a real market. It feels like there's a lot of new money and this isn't just completely the old like alt to Bitcoin washing machine we just talked about. I think we can see that on the CME futures, basically. Uh, that's 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 new money. That's not crypto money. Right. And uh, if you look at the CME futures at the open interest on, on them, it's been ramping up. Uh, very, very considerably in the last few weeks. That's that's new money. Um, yeah, I've got the chart now, here. Now, some, something I, I like to add is uh, um, I don't think uh, we are seeing yet retail here. It's not, it's new smart money. Um, retail is not here yet, not new retail. I mean, there's a lot of retail, right? But the point is like, when we talk about retail is here, we're talking about new money, new retail money, new dump money. You know the 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 Dodge buyers. You know the guy who wants to buy Pepe at the top. That those guys are not yet in. 
And they're not uh, even close. I just, I've been tweeting about it all morning. I said, I haven't gotten a single call from like an old friend. My parents haven't congratulated me on the way down. Literally like Bitcoin was at like four, Bitcoin was at like 42 on the way down from 69 and people were calling me to you know, console me. Are you okay? Is it going to be all right? You know, do you, can you still afford your mortgage? And that was before we even got below 40. We're at 35, 38 now on the way up and I haven't gotten a, hey, congratulations. Hey, should I start thinking about Bitcoin now? It's very, very, very early. And to your point, you can look right here. I mean, this is from CoinGlass. This is open interest on uh, futures. Finance 117 Bitcoin uh, K, obviously. Uh, CME is right behind now. CME is going to pass Bitcoin on futures volume. I mean, Binance. That is insane. That's I don't insane. think people realize how crazy it is that uh, CME, which is only institutions, you can't just, you know, unless you're going through an uh, investment advisor or you have a fund, you can't just go buy futures contracts on CME as a normie regular person. And that's about to smash through Binance as the highest open interest. That tells you who's buying, right? Yep. Yeah. Crazy, yep. crazy metric. Well, uh, Alex, Wait, man, something, something, yeah, something I just went out there. It's just, just on CME futures. That is very interesting. It's if you look at the basis there, uh, it's uh, the, uh, um, uh, what you're looking at is, is uh, that the basis is, is actually quite, it's, it's, it's not, cool it's a hot market like for example basis around six percent annualized on bitcoin futures for me would be uh that's kind of like a like an okay market right now we're at 10 percent uh uh depending on the exchange we're looking at uh, 10 and a half percent to 11 and a half percent annualized so it's hot once we get into like mid-teens is is very hot but that being said it makes sense for the market to be this hot when we have such big news coming up. That's basically we and TradFi front running what we think is mostly inevitable, right? Can you remember and, uh, a time when you could, when retail could front run TradFi on this level? Like this is the first time I can remember that like you can really get ahead of institutions if we get an approval <laughs> in any market. Um, yeah, well, I, I would say actually it's happened a few times on on uh, like, like, you know, we had the same on 2017, right? It's right. uh uh, CME futures, you know, run up to 10, 10k to to 20. 20. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, awesome, man. Thank you. I always love having you on your perspective. You've, uh, I mean, frankly, you don't need to brag. You've been right, <laughs> right. And uh, I think if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. I tend to agree with you that right now, if you get the dip, which you may be waiting to buy, I think you buy all dips on basically everything for the moment until proven otherwise. Really quick, before I let you go, what would change your opinion? Is there, I know the level below 30 for Bitcoin. Is there anything in uh, other markets that would be your, your big flashing red sign that uh, it's time to switch bias? It'd take a couple of, uh, or, or one actually, if it's extremely hot on payrolls. If, yeah. if payrolls comes wildly hot, uh, that, that basically it's, you know, you change your bias, but for uh, you know, one to two weeks, no more. I would. Okay. So I still will. nothing. You're, you're, you're. Uh, that's but, still a couple of weeks for a dip. But yeah. It, yeah, it's it's a short term thing. If 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 to, if, you, if we get two readings in a row, three three two, yeah, even two two in a row, that'd be that'd be pretty bad. Um, I I don't see it happening. And and the same on inflation. It's not enough of one reading. We need a couple. We need two three. Uh, we need. Uh, like for example, Powell on the FOMC, if, if he's really hawkish next time he speaks, 
like like it happened in the in the, in the past FOMC, he was very hawkish. We he and not the past one, the one before. Yeah. Uh, he got into the, the Q and A at the end, and he got a few questions, and basically he went all out. Uh, that it's a reason to change bias on on Bitcoin. I need to see basically the futures market heating up even more. And and one last thing I wanted to add there: this is very interesting. Most of the heat this time is not on perps on Bitcoin; it's ah. on futures. Is yeah, is is the first time we see this like actually the parts are not really hot it's like the funding yeah. is kind of flat it's crazy perfect man well thank you so much for your perspective gonna go uh bring up dan in a minute uh always a pleasure guys follow kruger macro uh one of my favorite obvious guests but also accounts to follow uh always great information and uh generally right which is helpful uh thank you so much alex man i appreciate you coming on thank you scott thanks everyone bye-bye speak soon all right, guys, uh, that was awesome. I want to point something out. Since I was talking about, uh, obviously, the the normies not being here yet, and we haven't been getting the phone calls and all those things, something that I, I looked at this morning, I was on Twitter spaces arguing the case for Bitcoin against a bunch of TradFi dues, and I, I wanted to point something out. I brought up this uh, dollar cost averaging calculator. By the way, this ends on October 31st, so you're even way more up. If you started buying Bitcoin November 21 weekly, $100, so literally at the deadest top at $69,000, and you bought $100 a week, starting at the dead top, uh, as of October 31st, you had spent 10 grand and your value was 13,431, up 34% uh, on dollar cost averaging from the dead top. So listen, we talk about trading here a lot. We talk about all these ways to make money. The easiest and surest way to make money is literally just keep buying Bitcoin slowly. Because if you look at any chart of Bitcoin, right? I mean, here's the weekly chart. Look how little time it actually spends near those highs and how much more time it spends basing where you get that chance to passively accumulate before the next run. It's really, it's really incredible when you look at it, but the proof is in the pudding, man. You've spent 10 grand, you've got 13. That's probably 15 or 16 right now, by the way, because uh, at the end of October, we certainly weren't pushing 38,000. Going to go ahead and bring on Dan right now. Wow, man, I, I think uh, you and I, I, I thought we were topping there for a little while on a lot of things and uh, we're, we haven't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, me too. Uh, for me, it was a couple days ago, like two days ago, I thought alts were going to top into some daily consolidation and the information was just, nope, you're wrong, not yet. And and really, it's the obviously Bitcoin is the gauge. Uh, Bitcoin, we had just the $34,000 support. And the mindset is if, if Bitcoin's holding 34, there's not much to worry about. There was some signs saying, all right, we might be heading towards a break at 34. But in the end, nope, it holds and another leg up. Yeah, it's funny. We just don't get the dip, right? You would expect uh, if, if you don't know Bitcoin and you just know technical analysis, you would expect we would have seen kind of a really clean opportunity to buy back at 31, right? Something like that. I mean, we get this instead, right? You get the classic Bitcoin, which is it breaks through. And then it gives you like an ascending channel, which I have here, you know, and people go, oh, my God, it's bearish. It's an ascending pattern. And nope, it's just a bunch of higher highs and higher lows as it consolidates up and breaks up. If you've ever been here for a Bitcoin bull market, you know that ascending wedges and ascending channels are not bearish for Bitcoin on the way up. So you would have thought that, hey, we'd get this dip back down here. Everybody could rebuy at 31,000, 31,800, and then it just keeps on going. It's pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah, and that is, as you, 
yeah. you mentioned, that is one of the characteristics of a crypto bull market is rising wedges breaking bullish, which are normally a bearish pattern. And the key for those patterns, I love wedges, but it's got to align with the most likely scenario on a longer term time frame. Like, you know, if we're if we're chugging up towards a weekly resistance and a weekly lower high is most likely, you start looking for a daily rising wedge to help shape that up. But with where we stand on Bitcoin, we're in a monthly, weekly, daily uptrend. And so we don't have that scenario where a lower high is the most likely scenario versus something nearby. So that rising wedge is a lot less probable. Yeah. What are you looking? Can you bring up your charts? I'd love to see what you're looking at right now. Sure thing. So yeah, I mean, it's still 34,000 for me where, where Bitcoin is, you know, that's the level that must hold. And it was just grinding support there for a while. And so I'm, we're just waiting for a new level, essentially. Give us a new, ideally 36, you know, previous resistance. If we can turn 36 now into the level that is our benchmark. And if, if you are a, a trader that is looking to lock in profit and not sit through the next weekly consolidation, because again, we look at the weekly chart and we remind ourselves, okay, we know we're going to see weekly consolidation eventually. We know we're going to look for a weekly higher low to be the result of that consolidation. If I don't want to sit through the potential 10 to 15% drop during weekly consolidation, I'm just walking my stop loss up. And so, you know, if your stop's at 34, you're waiting for the new level now. Give me something else that I can put my stop under. And I'll be watching for a, the next 12 hour higher low, which will probably get some time heading into the weekend. Uh, and again, ideally holding 36 for a 12 hour higher low, move a stop loss up under that level to, to try and keep riding this momentum. Yeah, I think that's what is always uh, interesting in these bull markets. I don't know how to articulate, but is that we keep getting without the retest, we keep getting a higher level for people to expect. Right. If you were expecting 30, you never got it. So then you're like, oh, I'll get 31. Never got it. Oh, I'll get 34 never got it right and so which and then those other levels that you are still bidding have been pretty much left in the rear view and you're still hoping they're going to happen right and and they just kind of don't i'm not yep. guys by the way i'm not saying there won't be dips i actually think at some point we'll see a massive correction here <laughs> but uh i just can't see why it would be right now yet i mean this is this is pretty crazy price action. We're definitely hitting FOMO. Uh I got I did get my first text last night uh from nice. a friend uh, nice. And it was, you know, someone told my wife about XRP. What, tell me about it. Oh, and so, well, you got so the now, XRP text. That's yeah. even more. That's even more of a top signal than a than a Bitcoin text. So yeah, I've got to make him a, a little video where I explain uh, Bitcoin's the main one, and you know, you never want to just choose one. You want to diversify a bit, and XRP is going to do generally what Bitcoin does. You know, I'm going to give it to him and, and essentially suggests uh you know majority of focus on bitcoin but you can you know pick a few other names to diversify a bit um but yeah that that to me just means okay we're feeling some euphoria and it, and it goes to the broader market as well i mean we were coming on here and saying this is extremely unusual we have bitcoin and crypto significant strength the highest risk reward sector in my opinion for anything in the markets and they were extremely strong while the broader market the stock market was extremely weak and I was talking about, you know, I haven't seen this before in my six years. And now in hindsight, it's just, oh, well, crypto was leading. Crypto was leading the market, which is now on an insane, you know, higher low every single day for the last week and a half, almost two weeks. Uh, it was just lagging behind, essentially. And so, you know, that's when I file away into my memory bank library and saying, OK, well, crypto clearly led risk on in markets in general. And I'm going to be paying attention for potential clues if that happens again in the future at some point.
Yeah, I thought people were nuts actually back in 2020 when they would say Bitcoin's leading the market, but Bitcoin bottomed 10 days literally before the stock market. So I started to actually at least uh, process that that could be possible, sort of as you're saying, that maybe just, you know, even the fact that it's 24 seven, so it uh, amplifies what people want to do in the off hours. Like if, you know, during the on hours, if they're going to be selling, well, they're going to sell their Bitcoin during the off hours because they can't sell anything else or they're going to buy Bitcoin when they're feeling FOMO when they can't do anything else. So it actually rationally does make some sense. I mean, we have what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. If today closes green on SPY, I think it's the first time since 2004 that we've had nine green days. Although I, that's what I read in the article, but I saw a red close yesterday, but I guess it was up from the day before. So it's right, not that's a red, what it, is. it was a green close, even though it's a red candle. Yeah. Yeah. Just closed lower than the open, but still higher than yesterday. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's for me, it's, it, it just goes back to the same thing where, you know, QQQ is a monthly bull flag unless we're told otherwise. And NVDA is a monthly bull flag unless we're told otherwise. And so there are still plenty of places where, again, these are still extremely strong longer term charts right now. And so uh, it's, for me, it's, it's prove it bears mode. Prove to me that the NASDAQ is not a monthly bull flag and that we're not heading. I mean, it's still that cup and handle, you know, talk that's still on the table as a possibility. Yeah. And so uh, what we would have to see over the next two months is break the October low. That October low now, I always want to find levels. And for Bitcoin, it was 34,000 where I can say, if this level holds, nothing changes. Bulls are in full control. If this level breaks, things are shifting. And so for me now, that's the low of October uh, for the broader market in a lot of names. And it's essentially if the low of October holds into next year, bulls are just fine. If it breaks, need to take a step back and reassess because the bears will be proving things to us. Is there anything, well, we have a lot of people asking. I don't know if you can take a look at ETH, but I've had a, quite a few people ask throughout. Here you go. Here. Chart guy, please look at ETH. I need hopium in my pipe. I'm not sure that we uh, deliver hopium in your pipe. But uh, maybe, I mean, on the USD, it, it looks great. I mean, yeah, that's 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 what it is. It's you know, you're it's going up. You're making money. It's fine. It's it's just not going up as much as Bitcoin. And with how we're set up, leading into the potential of an ETF decision, uh, to go on to what you were speaking about with your last guest, I would be looking for you know that initial reaction. And and just want to be clear that the more we run into an ETF decision, the more it's going to be sell the news, at least temporarily, you know, market temporary top start weekly consolidation. If Bitcoin looks like it does right now and we drop an ETF headline and we spike up, I'm selling that spike and I'll look to reload uh, daily or weekly consolidation. But on that spike, I expect dominance to spike and that to market temporary top and dominance as well. So that headline is, is something that I'm looking for to potentially start a shift in the relationship between alts and Interesting. Uh, Bitcoin. That, uh, thinking about that rationally, as you said, and I like that. So there's a lot of ways to approach that. There's First of all, I don't know that I would short that news personally, because I don't know how high it will run. I have no interest in shorting in this market at all. You and I have talked about this in, in general, buy the dip in, in crypto for me, right? Uh, everyone can have their own opinion. So it's either buy the dip after the news is one approach, but what you just said, if dominance spikes and goes in with it, it's actually buy altcoins at the top of that move is the way that you can kind of Bitcoin consolidates and altcoins just go nuts because they just got wrecked and the liquidity flows into them. Yeah, that, would... might, be, that might be what I start to do. If, do. if we think dominance is topping, it might be buy strong altcoins for me. 
Yeah, it would be, I mean, uh, hypothetical scenarios, we get the ETF headline. And again, if, if, you know, Bitcoin starts weekly consolidation for two weeks and then we get the headline, it's a very different setup than right now. But yeah, then it, yeah. if we get the headline, spike up, Bitcoin temporary top, pull back a bit. When, when Bitcoin finds a, a, a bottom, a temporary bottom on that initial profit taking of the ETF headline, that's when you look for the, the long entries and altcoins, because obviously you don't want to buy alts when Bitcoin's dropping, because even if the dominance is dropping as well, the alts are going to be pulling back with Bitcoin. Yeah. But once Bitcoin finds that base and finds a new level to trade off of in response to the potential of that sell the news, that's when the altcoins. Yeah, uh, I guess it, it also depends for the caveat being if people are looking to trade it for the dollar value or if you're looking to get more Bitcoin. Like for me, if I'm trying to trade back into like, stack Bitcoin, then I want to buy the top of dominance, you know, in those on with my Bitcoin as compared to with dollars. I mean, look at dominance right now, to your point. It's raging on this move. Yeah. I mean, absolutely, absolutely mooning. But alts are, it's pulling alts up, just not as much. That's what, you know, it's the best case scenario is at least you're not losing money. Like when dominance goes up and Bitcoin's going down, it's just the absolute worst nightmare. Yeah. And and to your point, just something you mentioned, uh, taking profit and looking short are two completely different things. And so in this current market environment, I mean, you get a name like Link, which is obviously uh, just absolute beast mode right now. And, you know, if you're looking at this, uh, again, take if someone says, should I be looking to take some profit? My answer is absolutely. You know, if, if you've got uh, a nice size position and you want and you're going to take profit before any meaningful consolidation, you're scaling out uh, into this move. But looking short just because we're overbought, very different thing. Uh, and, you know, not something I'd be looking to do unless you're, you know, a, a full time trader. And because there are, you know, little pockets where you get something like sushi hitting a, a climax top. And, and yesterday I was looking at temporary climax tops on sushi and link at the same time. Sushi played out, link did not. And so, uh, again, it's, it's only the, the professional traders that are very good about their risk, you know, their discipline and, and keeping stops because you know there's a there's five ten percent pullbacks out there, but uh, obviously right now there's more money to be made long and uh, going to be riding that momentum until we get clear indications that a climax top is being set bigger picture. But there is none of that at the moment. You said something really important that I want to highlight to people: buying, selling, shorting, whatever. None of that is a binary decision. He said, "I'd be looking to take profit." He didn't say, "Sell your entire position." You said to start scaling out. Every time you sell a bit, even if it's 10, 20, 25%, you take more pressure off of yourself to make future decisions. I think when people look for, I'm buying here and I'm selling here as a binary thing with their entire position, that's when the real mistakes happen, right? Yeah. What's your like, if your initial is off the table and now you're, you've taken enough profit that your whole position's 20% up and you're riding it, great. You're playing with the house's money. There's no better feeling than that. Yeah, it's it's again you you're you're not going to nail tops and bottoms. So by selling and, and buying in one thing, you're just and it's 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 an intuition that people come to trading with. You have to retrain your brain. You know, I've got friends where it's like I say that to them, like, why don't you sell a bit? It's like, oh yeah, like oh yeah, I can do that. Like they they don't realize that they don't have to sell everything at once. And again, it just keeps you. You know, every bull market in crypto and every euphoria market that I've traded. I'm always scaling out into the strength and I always leave a little bit of money on the table. I'm not nailing oh, the top. Nice. And then we pull back 50% plus and it's like, oh yeah, I'm really glad I did that. So again, you got to remember that 
bigger picture. You know, what's the, the question for Link is what what's the probabilities that you're going to be able to buy, you know, in the mid 15s, under the mid 15s at some point in the future? And the answer is it's probably yeah. a very like scenario. So, uh, again, just scaling out. I like breaking up my positions into, you know, fifths, 20 percent or quarters, 25 percent. Uh, and just again, just taking a bit because that's you know you're you're here to to lock in profit. That's the name of the game, and doing it into euphoria is generally a good idea. And these charts, I'm like scanning charts as you're talking. Talking, it's just crazy. I mean, Cardano now breaking through a key level or attempting to see that would be a for me. This is where I would be starting to take profit, not looking to buy unless it flips that. But I mean, they're just these charts are nuts. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, again, it's it's. You know, if, if you're a blue sky breakout, this is like, oh, yeah, this all makes sense. You know, we've seen this plenty yeah. of times. But when it's coming from fear is when it's so surprising. And for myself as well, I've seen this so many times in the last 13 years of trading. And every time it's still like, wow, this is, you know, impressive and a bit surprising just in terms of the magnitude of the shift. And, uh, you know, props to the bulls. They've they've had a really good couple of weeks here. Are you looking at anything else outside of crypto right now? Or are you actively trading anything? I'm bigger picture swing trading, watching gold here. We need this weekly. I really want to see weekly EMA 12 hold because again, we had that V-shaped low with the geopolitical scenario. And if we're heading to all time highs into 2024, we want a healthy weekly high or low and confirm a weekly uptrend. And then we're knocking on the door of the all time high resistance there. And so uh, this essentially for me, you know, as a trader, when I'm looking long, I get inf I almost get more information on the consolidation. What does the consolidation look like? Is it healthy? What's the retracement size? What's the volume behind it? And so if gold can hold weekly EMA 12 and form a higher low, that's going to keep me uh, with you know bullish mindset on the metals into the start of next year. So how this consolidation shapes up the next two weeks is going to be pretty telling. Yeah, I, I agree. Fibo Swanee over here said, zoom out. This is not nuts at all. I agree with that. I mean, if you zoom out to these weekly or monthly charts, you can't even see these moves. Definitely. I was joking about that as well on Spaces this morning. I was like, I have like a hundred bags, and I'm like, holy crap, I have a coin that's up three x. And then I zoom out, and I'm like, I'm down ninety seven percent. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's a good point. That's definitely a good point. Um, and that also alludes to you know, you know, I look at something like Link that is breaking out in such a big way. I look at a six month time frame, and for me, what's the most likely scenario? A lower high and a tightening range for years. Absolutely, that's my most likely scenario. So. Also keeping that in mind, uh, you know, a lot of these names, even if Bitcoin does see an all-time high into the halving cycle, a lot of these altcoins won't, in my opinion. And so uh, that's that's something that you need to be aware of as well. When you have this amount of volatility, massive, uh, you tighten up within that range for a long period of time, and that is, you know, that that's what assets do. And so just be aware that a bunch of these altcoins are probably going to set longer-term lower highs and continue tightening up for years, years. I'm perfectly comfortable with that. Any, <laughs> as long as they make those those highs, I'm just scanning through. It's really, really, it's really fun to be like back in bullish mode in general, though, right? I mean, I feel like people just waited so long to have this happen. Whether uh, they take profit, whether it lasts or not, it's good to have the feeling again. Is there anything else uh, you want to add before I let you go? Again, game plans in advance always. You don't want to be making decisions in the heat of heightened emotions. That's how we make poor decisions. So uh, set those game plans in advance. You know, I'll buy when this level is hit. I'll buy when we see, you know, first four hour oversold conditions, whatever it is, just lay it out in advance so that you can execute with a bit more of a clear mind when those scenarios present themselves. 
just had to bring the chart up as we're finishing because we're at 37.95. So might really hit that 38,000 level that a lot of people have been talking about. Crazy, crazy. Love to see it though. Man, Dan, thank you so much, guys. Follow Chart Guys. Go. Yeah, I, I give you the pitch every week. But if you haven't uh, checked out his YouTube videos, his group and everything yet, then I you must have been dropped on your head as a child. I'm not sure. <laughs> but you should go do that. Uh, thank you so much, man. Uh, I think actually next week I might not be here on Thursday, but I'll let you know. You'll be hearing from me for the update for everyone. Misha, my producer, still, we, we heard this weekend that he was in, I don't know if you heard about this, but he was detained. Yeah, of course, detained at the border and still haven't, I mean, I, I've gotten confirmation quietly that he's fine, but still not out. So he's just- Yeah, it's it's but, wild. It's it's a nice eye opener for, you know, something that we otherwise wouldn't have awareness over. Yeah, I think it was like a very small visa issue, like something not checked right or like a couple days over and they literally- Gets to the border, take away your phone and laptop, put you in a room and tell you nothing for nine days. Wow. It's insane. It's insane. So at least he he would they, he actually, they gave him a phone call after like a week, two days ago, and he called his dad, you know, and so like to, hey, dad, I'm alive. Because the thing yeah. is, we know, we, we found him, but he doesn't know we found him. Oh, okay. You know, so uh, he sent, uh, crazy, he sent a guy to the outside who was in with him and got out with my email address. So I did get an email on like wow. Sunday. Wow, yeah, that is like, wild. He didn't, he didn't call anyone else. The guy emails me and says, Misha doesn't have access to his laptop, so he might not be at work this week. And I'm like, is that really what we're worried about? I love the guy, like you just got a raise. But, um, you know, really crazy. So yeah, for everyone who's asking, still, it's been now, I guess, uh, nine or 10 days and still clearly detained. So pretty wild, yeah. But he's good. He's just there. All right, Dan, thank you so much, man. Uh, I'll let you know about next week. Sounds good. I'm I'm actually gone next Thursday as well. Oh, perfect. We're pretty aligned on that. We're not going to see Dan or me probably next week. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, that's it. Got to head on to Twitter Spaces. See you all tomorrow for the Friday Five with NLW. Thanks, Dan. Bye, everyone. See ya.